0: You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all scripture. Now join your host, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me, of course, is Brian. Hey everybody. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, by the time people are listening to this, Christmas will have passed, and um, the... Christmas weight will not have, so... <laughs>
0: well, maybe, but... <laughs> <laughs> weight is in not waiting for Christmas. Weight is in the weight we've added from Absolutely. eating foods You know, solid,
1: solid five, six pounds yeah. from from candy and turkey and whatever else you eat. At. Have, I, have I ever told you about All Day Buffet? I don't think you have, but I like this idea so, already. Yeah, it's, it's our family <laughs>
0: tradition. We, we started it a few years ago where basically christmas day we eat anything we want really and, uh, and one of the things my kids always want for christmas is a tub of chocolate frosting we put it in their stocking gross I, <laughs> it's what they want it makes them so joyful and that's usually breakfast and we're okay with that that's oh. that we give we give permission they can eat anything they want and so if they want to have frosting for breakfast and ice cream for lunch We try to have a few healthy foods out and encourage them to consider them. But it's one day we give absolute (laughs) grace to eating. It's called all day That's buffet. That's amazing. And you so there's no scheduled time. You just whatever. Okay. You, whenever you want to eat something, you eat. And, and and they request a few things that I make for them. Like mm-hmm. uh, no
1: baked cookies is a, is a, is one okay. that they all like. Yeah. So it's just a fun kind of okay. tradition that we began. Nice. That's kind of cool. So, so yes, I will be gaining a little bit of weight. Absolutely, absolutely. But then you're going to run it off like yes, it? run it off. All right. There you go. Well, I know we we definitely don't do anything like that, but maybe we should. Um, all day breakfast. There you go. I'd like all day breakfast. I I got to talk. Michael Kelly,
0: who's one of our peers here, I mentioned to
1: him at one point, and I believe
0: he tried All Day Buffet with his family this past Christmas. I need to touch base with him and see.
1: Yeah, you need an inventory on that. Find out how how that went. went. Because you could be starting a thing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you kind of you may need to actually trademark that that stuff. I think we may have picked up the idea from somewhere else, though. I can't okay. remember. Well, now. If, if if you haven't if you haven't accidentally stole it from somebody, <laughs> you need to you need to protect yourself from there having you it go. accidentally stole by someone else. Yeah. So um, anyway, but that's not what we're talking no, about tonight at all. No, instead, um, we want to talk about um, some of the truisms or not so truisms maybe is a better better way that Uh, better way of saying it that have kind of crept into the christian lexicon over the last several centuries yes if this were a sermon
0: series we'd have truisms on the screen with "un" in a different font kind of scribbled in
1: front of it absolutely absolutely this is your uh this is your you're getting off to the getting off to the right start for the new year sermon series there you go um but no we so there are there are, there are things that we we tend to fall into believing as yeah, you we know hear as them Christians quite a bit. We hear them all the time. We may have said some of these. Absolutely. Um they they sound right. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes and some even but, have a little bit of truth or like a half truth yeah, to yeah. them. But are they exactly and are they leading us toward Christ or are they leading us away from Christ and so these are these are some ideas that we want to we want to talk through over the next uh, over the next few shows and um, hopefully as as we do you'll be encouraged by them you may find yourself convicted but we pray that you never find yourself condemned exactly. um, by anything exactly. that we say um, and so there's there's one that I remember hearing, a lot in my first <laughs> year or two as a believer, which goes a little something like this: God helps those who help themselves. Mm. You've heard that one before, haven't you? I have. Yeah, yeah. I have. you may have read it in a book or two.
0: I don't know if I've ever read it in a book or, or so, but I know I've heard it. I've yeah. Heard it said I've heard it expressed that way, and I've heard the idea that the idea undergirding it. I've heard expressed in different
1: ways. Yeah, absolutely. And and so let's let's talk about how there is a. Um, Let's talk about the grain of truth okay. that's in there first um, because I mean when you look at the examples that we see in in Scripture, particularly men and women who are commem- uh, who are uh, commended for their ingenuity in places like Abraham and David and Joseph and even Jacob to varying degrees, they um, we do see them taking apparently taking matters in, into their own hands and God blessing uh blessing those things, um, and and so there is oh, what we 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 should need to start by saying is is that um, ingenuity is a good thing and yeah. initiative is a good thing, um, you know. And we also see the Apostle Paul saying that we're to work out our own faith in fear and trembling in uh, with fear and trembling in uh, Philippians two twelve. Um, we're so. We're to be active in our faith. We're not supposed to be sitting back and um, being passive as we, you know, in our pursuit of Christ. Yeah. And what you just said there, I think, is the key. And this is this is an expression
0: stated in the positive, but it actually, I would say, I've at least heard it used more often as a response to the negative. And mm. the negative of the statement is, you can't do nothing and expect God to work. Right. And that. So, in other words, if you don't read your Bible you can't expect to grow right. if, if you know that's usually the context i've heard it in right so god helps those who help themselves in other words you have to be doing
1: something sure sure and and so that's where there's there's yeah, it's a true-ish but let's think about where did this where this statement actually come from and yeah. luckily i can tell you <laughs> well, how I know, about it's, that it's shocking i know um so so, listeners, I'm a, I'm a researcher by by nature. I love to dig in and find out um, where ideas came from and and why we why we've latched onto them. So, this statement actually one of the earliest forms of it. Is found in Aesop's Fables, mm. um, And in one specifically called Hercules and the Wagoner. which is probably not the best place to get our theology. Well, but go well on. I mean, but the the moral of this story. I mean, Aesop's Fables are are truisms. Um, so they're they're proverbial stories that are that are meant to um, meant to illustrate a moral truth, um, and so the the statement. That is the moral of this story is the gods, plural, referring mm-hmm. to the Greek pantheon, um, help, uh, help them that help themselves. And so this modern variant of it, um, interestingly, has an earlier or has a has a has a. Um, uh, that was was actually modernized and, and reshaped by an English political theorist um, named uh, Algernon Sidney. Um, but then it was later popularized by someone someone well known in America, Benjamin Franklin. Again, probably not the best place to get your theology. Sure, because he was a deist. Now, at best, at, at best. So, but. What we what what the sources say about him is is that he was a deist. So he wasn't a he wasn't a, a Christian, but a deist. The thing that we have to remember about about their beliefs is that a deist is someone who believes that um, there is indeed a supreme being who created the universe, but um, but that the said, supreme being does not involve him, h- itself. Yeah, um, wound, it's probably better to say it itself. He wound up the creation and then took his hands off. Right. Of it. It's it's essentially the invisible clockmaker. Yes. Kind of thing. Kind of or watchmaker or how however you say it. Um but there but in this in this viewpoint, um miracles, special revelation, um so um basically everything that scripture attests to, right down to the virgin birth and the miracle of Jesus, um, don't actually happen. They're not possible in that worldview, um, and so the um, so at the risk of oversimplifying, in that worldview, God just isn't interested in His creation or His creations because apparently He's got better things to do. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so um, thinking about the origin of that 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 should make us us question the validity of a statement like this without yeah. without diminishing the fact that yes, we are called to be active in yeah, our faith. And I think. A different approach, and
0: it actually will couple together nicely, I believe, is, is so I'm an editor, so I, I look at the words. Mm-hmm. And when you break down the grammar of, of that statement, it's the condition of God's action is placed upon us and what we do. And just saying that, we should cringe. Wait a minute, so God will not help me, he will not act, unless I first do something that makes me the determiner that makes me the one driving that is against scripture that we see time and time again that God is sovereign he acts because of his good pleasure he acts he initiates I I can't on my own I need him um, to draw me to, to change me to to empower me and so forth and so, just the the grammar of that statement should give us pause. Of saying, "Wait a minute, we are connecting two things together that may be true that God acts, mm-hmm. and we should act. Yes, that's true. But we're fusing them together in a way that is not agreeable
1: with so much revealed scripture." Absolutely. Well, earlier uh, earlier I mentioned um, Philippians two twelve, mm-hmm. but I only but I only shared part of it. Exactly. I was going to come back. So, to that. Um, So so. Paul says there: work out your work out your faith and work out your own faith in with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you for uh, for His good pleasure. Yep. So work, yes, knowing that God is working in you. So it's it's never and God is working or exactly. we are working. It's no God is always working through us. And so that's where that's where this statement breaks down, and you see this, um, you see this in in the again in the life of, of Paul, where he's talking in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, one nine and ten. He says um, he's talking about his. Trials and, and difficulties. He says, "Indeed, we felt uh, felt that we had received the sentence of death, so that we could not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a terrible death, and He will deliver us. We have put our hope in Him that He will deliver us again. And so, this is where He He keeps coming back to is no God. We're we're doing what God has called us to do, but we're feeling so overwhelmed and burdened." But at the same time, we know that God is going that God is going to to deliver us. We trust yeah. that He is going to do this. That He is going to work in and through us for His good, for His glory, and our good. Um, we also see this when when Jesus talks about repentance in in Luke 15, four four to six. Um, this is from a, a different translation. Um, uh, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he if he had lost, has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? Um, when he fi- when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, "Rejoice with me, for I found found my sheep that was lost." Remember that God is pursuing His people. He is He is that good shepherd who is searching for the, for the one that is. Lost, um, and that he rejoices when um, when he finds the one that is that is in need of saving, um, and so God doesn't really call doesn't not does not help those who can help themselves. I mean, simply because there's no one who can help exactly. themselves from that ultimate perspective. Um,
0: and, and you know, you can <laughs> even take it down even not an ultimate perspective, just mm-hmm. think of it a little bit more practical day to day. I got to be honest and most of the times uh, I'm not walking with Christ the way I need to be walking with him mm-hmm. and if I'm, if it's up to me to figure out how to best help myself,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: a lot of times I'm not going to get that right. Yeah, absolutely. So we, what, we need yeah, friends. What, what I consider helping myself usually will be the easier, more pleasant, more comfortable, painless path Um Whatever brings me pleasure, mm-hmm. not what brings God pleasure, what brings Him glory, which oftentimes is more difficult and painful. Right. And so, I don't even know what helping myself looks like at times because of my sin, and at times because I don't have the big picture. Right. So if it's me and I'm saying, "All right, I'm going to help myself by," you know, doing X because that seems safer it seems smarter it seems less painful and so forth and so it seems good in air quotes from my perspective Mm -hmm. and all the while god's saying no no you don't see the whole picture why is where you need to go even though it may be more painful because on the other side of that or through that i'm gonna be doing something Yeah. yeah so to me for me to be able to know what steps to take to help myself a lot of times break down in of itself yeah
1: absolutely and um one of the other things that that we need to understand we need to remember and recognize and rejoice in is that um the idea of the solitary christian life is anathema yes to scripture. Scripture knows nothing of it. God has not designed us to to live um, in isolation from one another. It's why He gives us churches. It's yep. why He gives us friends. And it's why he, why he places such a value on, on this saying in Proverbs that there's a friend who sticks closer to a brother in times of adversity, yeah. um, that there, there's a kind of friend who will be there for you even when your own family abandons you. That's a huge thing right there. Um, the indication being that we're never, we're never to be alone. Um, when, God, when God made the world, the first thing he said that was not good was that yep. man is alone, Man should not be alone. Now, in that immediate context, of course, he's talking about um, he's talking about having one like him for for the purpose of marriage and and procreation. However, that extends beyond that into just the reality that if if we don't have friends, we we're living an unfulfilled life. That's actually the and there's new studies that are coming out now um, about life in America that's saying that the number one killer of American men right now is not heart disease. It's not cancer. It's not you know any of these. Uh, it's not you know you know poor attempts at UFC fighting or, or anything <laughs> like this. Um, it's loneliness. Loneliness kills people, and so we we have to reject any any sort of. Um, popular theology that would suggest that yeah. autonomy of, that that yeah. we are autonomous beings. Well and I think here, you know, just sticking with the verbiage of that saying,
0: so in other words, how one of the ways that God helps or one of the ways that we are able to help ourselves is by God helping us mm-hmm. by giving us friends. Absolutely. So even in that, our helping ourselves doesn't come from us. It still comes from God. Exactly. What's well, another way that God helps us? Giving us the Holy Spirit to guide us. So one of the ways that we help ourselves and again is actually from God. Reading God's word. That's how we can help ourselves. Well, it doesn't come from us. It comes, it comes from, from God. God. So we're seeing over and over again
1: <laughs> the initiator, yes, absolutely. Is all God. my help, all my help comes from him. Exactly. <laughs> so this is and, and this ultimately how should how should we respond to this? Should we feel condemned by this? I don't think so no um, I mean certainly we should feel convicted if we have been living in, in this auto- like out of this sense of personal autonomy and saying well it doesn't matter it, but I don't think but. most most people who may be Interacting with the statement probably don't live there. Probably not. Yeah. No, um, I mean we all have elements of that where it's like you know what we you know we haven't done a good job of letting people yeah. in um, and yeah. we've rejected help that's being offered to us. Um, you know, to me that's that,
0: this this is a, this is an expression that helps us take a um, a gut check or an analysis and an instant read, mm-hmm. if you will, of how we're living out. Um, our lives: Are we living in dependence of Christ or are we living right. in dependence of ourselves? Right. I think this is a helpful reminder of that, of, Absolutely. of taking a pause and saying, wait a minute, am I trusting my own conduct? Am I trusting yeah. in my own works? Am I trusting in my own whatever? Yeah. Or am I clinging to Christ and, and recognizing I am in desperate need of Him and because of His kindness, He provides these helps and then am I doing what I need to do
1: in terms of spending time in his word in terms of praying in terms of the spiritual disciplines, those habits. Absolutely. And, and part of that too is, is, is that, um, to, is that it like, ultimately it helps us recognize as we're, as we're taking stock. Um, it recognize it helps us recognize the pride in our lives. Yes. Yes. You know, maybe that's a, a simpler way to say it is, um, is that if we're if we're rejecting if we're rejecting help if we're if we're trying if we're trying to do all this stuff on our own? Yeah, are we just being proud? Yeah, which is probably like, the hard issue of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have to remember that God opposes the proud, mm-hmm. but He gives grace to the humble. He helps the humble and that's the that's the testimony of scripture over and over and over again and so we want to pursue humility we want to we want to humble ourselves we want to carry our own burdens certainly yeah. but we also remember that other people are there to help us exactly. when the burden is too great for us to bear and so that is um i think that's that's probably a good place for yeah, us it's a good place to, to, leave off. to leave off so listeners i hope i hope you found this episode helpful, and uh, we look forward to sharing the next one of these these stories. Okay, we, we have a few have good, good ones. ones and it works. Uh, it's going to be fun, but um, if you've got one that you want us to, to cover, um, send us an email at thegospelproject@lifeway.com and if you enjoyed this episode and other episodes of the show, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes because it helps more people find the show. So, until next time, thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.